Fantastic. Hey, what's up? Right there, camera. Hello everyone, it's me Tweety Gamer with a super, super duper belated um, Tweety Meet, but yeah, we're back in business. Well. Yeah, it has been a while. We're back in business now and insert the usual thing that I say just for, for the sake of time, insert the usual thing I say about how this is just a very organic, very free-flowing channel, which is essentially the same, it's just the equivalent of knowing us in person and what we talk about. Um, the way that it, it becomes two-way is when you write stuff in the comments and we can react to that and include it in segments and stuff, but basically, yeah, he's literally just walked in through the door. Um, just now. So keen for it's Brendan. Yeah. Mr. Brendan. And uh, I'm Albert, in case uh, you're new to the channel and this is your first video. And so on this channel, uh, again, as I said, you know, there's no pretenses, no, no general sort of uh, professional structure as of yet. Um, and it keeps things flowing and really, uh, you know, just just fluid and intuitive, you know, which is like we actually need to like we usually ad adopt that format, mm -hmm. you know, naturally or like um, instinctively. But especially for just how much stuff has been happening recently, structure would probably cause our brains to explode. It's too because, much. It's too much. And in fact, I'm very quickly gonna hand it off to Brendan uh, with some Suicide Squad. Um, stuff which he was just telling me about just starting to tell me about before um we started filming before we started filming so please proceed oh is man the prevailing theory prevailing theory is that jared leto the character jared leto is uh portraying is jason todd um which i am 100 percent behind as i was telling yeah. my good friend really uh really? i <laughs> I really do hope that it's the case because I, for one, am not a huge fan of the Jared Leto design. I don't, I don't not like it. It's just not the Joker. And are you? No, I'll stop you because I'm your friend. Are you, <laughs> I, yeah, seriously, I got to challenge that. Are you adapting that as a self consolation measure? Well, to console yourself about the the, the radicality of the new, new design. Partly. You, partly. Good. But mostly, it's because I just because enjoy. Really clever. I thought that was clever. It, it would. It could be very, very well done, and it, and it could be a unique way yeah. of retelling a story that has been told. Yeah. To to, you know, but but introducing new dynamics that you know yeah. the dynamic between Jason Todd and, and Bruce Wayne has always been very, very interesting and really, really cool to follow. The story under the Red Hood is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's Jason Todd. Returning. So he's he's a fully fleshed out like. Character. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a history. Yeah. You know. I'm coming at this as the not as versed in DC universe kind of lens, which yeah. is good for a few people out there who may be in the same boat, mm. you know, so they can relate to my mindset in this. Yeah, so but, yeah, just so the, the, the theory goes that uh, Jason Todd was murdered by the Joker, and that happened in the comics, so that's that's canon. Uh, so he's, he's murdered by the Joker, and from, from there it, it changes obviously a little bit, but in most retellings he... he comes back from from the dead somehow, whether it's the Lazarus pit or um, he never really died. Which I understand is the same pit that Bane ended up in Lazarus pit, right? Essentially, well, that's the theory. Anyway. The theory, okay. It's cool. in Dark Knight, in Nolan's movies, yeah. that, that mm. huge circular deep thing was the Lazarus yeah. pit. That's true. Um, not confirmed, but I would love that to be true also. Yeah, I think, can I just open a little bracket? Yeah. yeah. The, for the Nolan films, they are, they exist in their own little... 
Yeah, they're uh, entirely yeah. separate. Yeah. You know, the way that I equate it is, you know, the Sony, the first three Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. That's yeah. their, their own self-contained thing yeah. with a certain studio. And then Andrew Garfield. And then Andrew Garfield. Yeah, his own... Uh, that's why they can start from the beginning again. Uh, yeah, and that's why... And, and do we... Do you know who the guy who was confirmed as casting for Black Widow? He's a younger guy. I've, I've never seen him in anything else. Neither have I, but you, you know his face. Like, you've seen him in the uh, news. He seems vaguely familiar. Oh, I've seen him... He's super young. In regards to, like, announcements for Spider-Man. Yeah, so, so I've, seen, I've seen his face. He's totally going to be in Civil War. So close, yeah, that's... Close, yeah, I'm close, keen for that. Close Marvel bracket. But, well, actually, I'll just have one more addendum for that. Yeah. I... I'm a little apprehensive because originally Spider-Man wasn't going to be part of Civil War and they had to hastily rewrite it. Yeah, so it could be... Sh- I'm, I have every faith in Marvel. Okay. Yeah. So I think it'll be fine. Apparently, but, uh, yeah, like an Ant-Man, you know, that had an expedite. With Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, exactly. And they, and, they to, yeah, and they managed to pull things out. Oh, it was good. awesome. Have you seen it? No. So good. So I loved good. it. Yeah. Oh. I love it. Paul Rudd actually is so good. Yeah. Marvel has this amazing ability to turn... Non-action oriented, oriented characters, characters yeah. and then and and bring you know comedy trained, unlikely action heroes and like, just turn them like into action heroes. And Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt, and yeah, that's true. Yeah, Paul yeah, Rudd yeah. and like yeah, just oh, so many of them. Yeah, just in that one little, that's just a, every single one of those points is a tangent that I want to go down. Oh, totally. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We just, have so much to talk about. Like so ah! much. It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're going to do things more regularly now. The iPad venture was not successful. We're broadcasting from a MacBook now, which is what, like, switched on people's Seems to be going well logical-minded so things. You know, I was yeah. trying to do this maverick thing of not having a computer, but it's it's it's, impossible it's, a, it's a staple. Days. It's a staple. Yeah. So you know, society except, demands it. Yes, society demands that you have a computer. <laughs> except and move on. <laughs> so um, Chris Pratt, I had a completely up and then down and then up reaction to uh, Jurassic World. Mm, uh, yes. You were there on the other end of that. I was there in cray, the, cray phone call. In the worst moments. It was that... Th- my reaction to Jurassic World was completely indicative of my relationship with the film. And it was more of a question... In the film in general. In film in general. And I found out so many... Like, I, I grew... Psych- like, I grew... Uh, emotionally grew. Because the... My reaction to Jurassic Park... Jurassic World gave me insight into the light I had been holding that film in, mm. and I had been really, and I told you a bit about this. Yeah. I had been, you know, I had had a personal relationship. You know, films like we love them as films, and then there's that parameter, but then there is another layer to, you know, films can come where in during during times in our lives where they sort of have a deeper bearing. And I had a whole lot of backed up psychological stuff related to Jurassic Park, like. I was genuinely terrified by the first film, mm. and uh, and I watched it repetitively to numb myself to that. And that's the thing in psychology; it's like it's called exposure therapy yeah. or something. And I was doing that unconsciously. So as soon as and and look, the the crash course on it on what I'm going to say is Spielberg is not a wooden child, which is another term in psychology. He, he's not reeling from it still like he's made peace with his dad but it's very well known very very easily like read between the lines that in Spielberg's earlier movies he had daddy issues mm. like up the wazoo you know well, George, same with George Lucas as well yeah, any, was, any character who showed uh, you know uh, un- uh, abandonment towards children is instantly like eaten or like mistreated you know which is what the lawyer did uh, and in Jurassic yeah like Hook uh, yeah. E.T. all Hook of this 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? All of the, all the theme of fatherhood, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was stuff with me with that film which relates to me and my relationship with fatherhood that I essentially, what I, the, the crash course is I, I, I tunneled into that film and made myself watch it and made myself numb to it. And I, the only two things I had with Jurassic Park for like almost a decade was, oh, great, love dinosaurs. Oh, great, you know, sense of adventure and everything. And, and I had numbed myself to every other aspect. But I recently watched it with my girlfriend, who was her first time watching it, and she's like, "Hey, honey, just so you know, this is actually a fucking terrifying movie." Yeah. You know, and that was a credit <clears throat> to credit to Spielberg and his editing and everything. And she's like, "But this is very, very far from this like nostalgic idea of wonderment that you mm-hmm. have that so many kids have." And it's like, it's so interesting that people's memories of this are way more like idealistic and like oh the first film magic uh, yeah no like seriously there are nine minutes of footage of dr- dinosaurs in the first jurassic park the rest is tension building mm. uh, character drama and and gore and and jump scares mm. that is jurassic park mm. and and like like dis- and disembowelment that's, that's actually very i mean and that, so I that, shows up, that idea shows up in a lot of older movies the first alien movie yeah barely any alien shows up yeah, and, and and I feel like because it's the same with the T-Rex in the movie the reason for that is because of technical limica- limitations limitations they yeah. physically built the, and same with Jaws as well yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. They, they physically built these creatures and because they were built they, they had a, a sense of what Jurassic World did it's if you if, if you just chuck thousands of dinosaurs at the screen that's you get exa- bored of them that's exactly it was the point the yeah 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 no I get the, that but, yeah 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 but it's, it's also done uh not on purpose by mm-hmm. movies different like genre film. and so my first reaction this is all building up to this my first reaction of Jurassic Park sorry Jurassic World was like this complete blasphemy this is complete yeah. and I and I had a completely disconnected relationship but I was like too much CG too much and I went home and I like I was got a pretty damn emotional I, I called you up and I was like it's pretty brutal this is and I was like this is messing like mess with my expectations mess with everything everything that I had projected and given agency of the film and the filmmakers as having done to me was a very like victim kind of stance that I was having. It's like, this is happening to me. This movie's happening to me. Subsequently, I like chilled out. I was at work and I was listening to a podcast and actually listening to Colin Trevorrow, the director talk about how he, how how his relationship with the film, he actually watched it when he was a bit older. So he wasn't traumatized like I was. So he, it was. It would have been impossible for him to ha- take my stance of like has to be scary, has to be super, you know, like suspenseful. He actually extracted what I have for many years told myself and, and, and held up as my best reason and, and like most kindred thing that I related to with Jurassic Park, which was the dinosaurs and the wonder and the and the excitement. Jurassic World is like a concentrated dose of just that. Yeah, it's yeah, like totally. and so when I and I watched it again with my parents. And it was like what I wanted. Like there was, it was, it was still scary and everything, but it wasn't traumatizing, mm. you know. And it was, it is what literally, it was one of the most insane, like one eighties of a film that's ever happened. Mm. And I, I hold it as one of my favorite films of all time. It's Jurassic World. Awesome. So Good to see. So that's the first time he knows about that. Good to know. Yeah, I didn't know that you went back up. Oh, yeah. Again. That's sure. so good, man. For sure. Because i got to say, I loved it. I, it's because I wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. so deep in, deeply entrenched exactly. in Exactly. And you know. see, and that's why you need to take account of stuff. When you have a strong reaction to something, it's oftentimes more about what your 
what you have in your own heart about it rather than the film itself you know them doing that to you again it's like it's always like we carry a lot of stuff into films yeah when people have super strong reactions 10 to 1 it's it's probably something that is operating inside them it's just rather resonated than, yep, with rather than something yeah. on the filmmaker's part so yeah so that's Jurassic World um if you guys remember from the one of the past tweeting meets we did we were sort of talking about that coming out so that's out now oh and how it is out to the tune of 1.5 billion Damn. In, in worldwide gross. Wow. Yes. Just that movie. Just mean? that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the Jurassic Park. No, Jurassic World. Just Jurassic World. Damn. That's wow. way good. Way good. So, but uh, you know, we need, we do need to cycle back to yes. Suicide Squad. That so was one great, huge dinosaur. Yeah, because we went tangent. to, we went to <laughs> yeah, Suicide Squad. Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, the yeah, Jurassic yeah. World, yeah. and now we're back. Cool. Okay. So, um. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Now, so, now tell me, apart from the theory, because you realized this and you've started to, like, your thoughts have started to populate this theory and, mm -hmm. and based on someone else having brought it up, mm. you know, would you have gotten there on your own on any level? I was always hoping, when I first saw the reveal of, of Jared Leto's Joker design, I was always hoping it was either a prank mm. or not the true Joker. In some fashion, I hadn't. I didn't suspect Jason Todd. Yeah, like no. that. That was just. But but right. Yeah, so the, the one but he thing. Is damaged too, like yeah, no, he know. is. But you don't need to label yourself. I know, like that. I know. So, but what I like about this theory is that it explains those tattoos because the real Joker yeah. could have tattooed Jason Todd as part of this torture. So these tattoos were given oh, to Jason Todd. Shut up. He was forced into it. And he was turned into like an emulation of the real Joker. And so, and, and is the real Joker kind of chucking a bit of a Ra's al Ghul and sort of staying he's, in the shadows? He's disappeared or he's dead or something. Crazy. We don't know yet, but that's the cool balls. thing is the real Joker is a mystery. We oh, don't know. Okay. That's what I love about okay. it. This I, theory is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So by the beautiful. way, you know, like, yeah, and, and Brendan, we, if, you, if you know from So Keen for it, it's, it's a Star Wars DC site. Pretty much, yeah, 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 pretty much overall. And I have no strong, very, no, no particularly strong ties to comic books. Mm. I love my Nightcrawler. Mm. Nightcrawler's mm. awesome. Love and I want to see what they do with Apocalypse. Which we... I'm very excited for Apocalypse. You're for Apocalypse? I'm yeah. very excited for that. What are you excited about Apocalypse? Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I think she's going to nail it. That's true. Have you seen, do, do you know? And, I, and since we're, like, I can, I can be straight with you about like Sophie Turner great actress mm. but like I don't know if it's part of her role with um, uh, Game Sansa. of Thrones Sansa and she has to look younger she has in, to in, in, in that and younger people it's true like they just have a certain kind of body weight you know they have, they've got puppy fat you know yes yeah, and uh, Famke Janssen I don't know if they're going to try and follow that up but I have complete faith that Sophie mm. Turner is going to be able to do a cool transformation and Olivia Munn as Psylocke yeah, Olivia yeah, Munn is like like a cosplay queen Totally, she yeah. started as like a cosplay, uh, and, and like she some, is a fan of, of this. And then so she's like, you, and her, her and Chris Hardwick at the pa at the yeah. panel. Yeah. By the way, um, San Diego Comic Con. Damn. Oh man, I tried to distance myself. Okay. I watched a few things. I steered clear of Star Wars. You did. And that was very difficult for me. I actually went on YouTube, and I looked up full panel 
for episode seven. And you just did and I and, and I got it and it started loading and I pressed pause and I sat there <laughs> and I looked at it. Wow. And I just closed it down. I was like, I can't do it. I just can't do there it. There you go. You're fully committed. It was so difficult, gonna, man. I can't even... This is good that we're getting these parameters. I mean, we've talked about it privately, but yeah. on air is, is good because, you know, that gives yeah. you an idea of the level of spoilers because I won't be doing too many solo ones, you know, for fear of, you know, like, because we're going to check on this channel later and then Brendan might be looking at comments and, you know, I, I actually won't be discussing uh, Star Wars spoilers on this channel. So I'll, I'll be thanks man no for sure for sure thanks man so but yeah can i just say what i have learned about this is an official packaging i can tell you about or you don't want to tell me i don't want i want nothing man nothing that's cool. even if more trailers come out i'm honestly i don't you think would, I'm even gonna you would it. your whole being would like invert itself and do a back, three backflips at some of the news that i've found no, like, I have no doubt of that, man. But the thing is, I want to watch this movie and not even yeah. suspect what might happen. Using that as a jumping-off point, uh, Brendan and I are going to be going to Sydney, hopefully with Rush, you know, to be doing this fantastic seven-session. I'm saying it right now on video. Yep. Seven-session. Uh, seven. Episode seven. Session. Session. <laughs> Seven-session, episode seven-session. Where, um, yeah, over like a period of a couple of days, we'll be seeing episode seven, seven times. As many, yeah. Or as many as we can, as if, if the can. tickets sell out. It's going to be brutal, true. man. That is true. It's going to be brutal. We'll, we'll see. Um, and, yeah, the launching point, uh, launching off point, I was going to say, he is going in completely unspoiled. I'm going to be going in completely informed, you know, making StarWars.com, mm. StarWarsUnderworld, TheForce.net, mm. RebelForce Radio. All of these outlets, the Wookiee Gunner, everyone has been reporting on it, and 98% of the, the film's plot, the broad strokes, have been made known. That's brutal, man. But, so I'll, tell you, but I'll tell you right now, I am a scholar of Joseph Campbell, I am a scholar mm. of Lucasfilm, of Disney, which I believe, at the you, you look at the very first Starlog magazine, I think it was the third issue in 1976, yeah. it's right there in the very first published article of Star Wars. In Starlog magazine, Lucas was like, the reason why this isn't with Disney is because Disney isn't making good films in live action. He's like, because in the 70s, there wasn't, you know, yeah. there wasn't. There was the, You had the classics, you had the Snow White and stuff, and there was this, you know, this void of, of Disney, as Disney once was, and, and Disney's values, you know. Yeah. And he said, um, yeah, that's why. He's, he's like, if, if Disney would wanted to do this, and this was in 76, he's yeah. like, and he's like, yeah, princesses, you know, adventures, you know, this is, it's a Disney story. Yeah. That's what he said in the 76. Yeah. And I was like, it's coming full circle. And all I'm going to say is Disney and Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, you can look this up. It's during, it's in the celebration footage. He said, he went on record of saying Star Wars is the most valuable, uh, the greatest mythology of the 20th century. I That's agree with that. Said. Yep. 100%. Because there are so many archetypes, so many lessons you know, with it being like a, such a culturally neutral thing, but all these, all, every, everyone from every belief system can just invest into it, and there's mm -hmm. parallels across cultures. And so, from that standpoint, and I've been watching all the Joseph Campbell stuff about the power of myth, which you have to go and watch, and I'll put a link to those videos in the description of this video. Joseph Campbell's The Power of Myth. You just watch that, and he basically says, myth, the stories that resonate with us, they, it's, it's a cyclic thing. It's a, it's a renewal thing. It goes, if you've ever played the game Journey, it starts out at uh, Nascence, and 
goes all the way through to apotheosis. This is the hero's journey, mm. and then you move on. So, all I'm saying is that that has been so faithfully and so like uh, the sanctity of that has been so beautifully followed that I, I don't think we'll be able to speak for like days after this. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, we'll just basically have a, a, a Tweety meet where we're just like. <laughs> just stare at the camera yeah. and just silently just cry like silently. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but in many ways, okay. So, actually, another launch off point. Would you say that you, and then I might even open this up as a as a subject of, of like a topic for the week. When you have something looming on the horizon that you're incredibly looking forward to, do you sometimes find that you like to distract yourself from it? You, you take on like three or four other like smaller series or smaller films or and you start getting invested into those but the root cause of that isn't so much uh, yeah it, the underlying cause isn't so much like oh I was interested in that it's like I just need something to distract yeah me. yeah yeah no totally do you do that yeah yeah, yeah. you do that yeah do, tell me so your horizon thing for this year is Fantastic. Star Wars episode seven and what is everyone and what is your end goal what is it exactly <laughs> in life. Yeah. <laughs> what is your back, back foot, and not to put it pejoratively, but back burner? There's been a lot of things, actually, man. I've, I've gotten into I try a few to keep, TV shows. And yeah, I try to keep games. at least five or six things. Arkham Knight was a big one. I've, I have... My girlfriend showed me The Flash, which is so oh, cool. Yeah, The Flash and Arrow. It's Both so awesome. positive and so, like, oh, so almost like Disney Channel. Like, totally, so positive. Man. It's, it's got that it. really, like, classic sense of, like, Hope yeah, color, yeah, color, and editing, and just like smiles, and that lead actor and Barry proper Allen. heroics, you know. Yeah, like so he, a credit to oh, thank you, uh, my girlfriend, for making for showing me that. Yeah, and he's he's awesome. Um, I can't remember his name anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the guy that plays the Flash. I know yeah, he's it, great. I just he's great. They, they they released a picture of a new suit as well. Yeah. Um. So, oh, awesome. so we've gone through Suicide Squad. We've gone through a little bit of Jurassic World. Well, I haven't. I haven't. I still haven't finished my theory off yet. Go go go. Suicide Squad. Some more. Um, so yeah, so Jason Todd, right? He's been tortured by the real Joker to yeah. believe he's the real Joker. Yeah, or, well, not to believe he's the real Joker, but to emulate the Joker's insanity. You know, that yeah. specific brand of crazy that yeah. the Joker is. Um, there are actually a few things that kind of support the theory, in mostly in the Batman vs Superman trailer. Which I think is very cool. Go go! I haven't even looked at that. Yet. Oh, dude, that trailer is obscenely cool. Like, okay. it's so cool oh, that right. it is actually obscene. Um, so for anyone who has seen it, I'll mention the little scenes. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's, they're not exactly spoilers because it's it's a trailer. You know, it's a few minute thing that just goes through some flashes of awesomeness. Um. Basically, there's a scene, there is a very brief flash of what looks like Robin's suit in the Batcave. What? And it's been graffitied. With a joke? Yeah. And You're it says, kidding me. It says, ha, 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 jokes on you, Bats. Or Batman, I think it says. So it's been graffitied by... I haven't even seen this trailer, yo. Dude, watch it. We should totally watch the trailer. We should watch it tonight. Because it's really watch good. It. Do you know what we should do? We should do a reaction video. We should watch the trailer and film it. We should do Yes! 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 Um, yes! Okay. So, back on track. But we will totally do that uh, yeah. in a separate video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Reaction not, video. Not um, so, yeah. So, there's that. Um, which is very cool. Then, also, there's a scene where Bruce Wayne holds up a newspaper and it says... And it's written in red and it says, um, you let your family die. 
Now that's intense because the story arc where Jason Todd was first beaten to death by the Joker is called Death in the Family. So that's a very, very carefully worded tie-in. Yeah, because to you that know, story. Yeah, the Death in the Family, and it's not referring to Bruce Wayne. I would say not because this is this is based when Batman is old, like not old, but older. Oh, did He's you see the pa- oh? Did you see the panel for that? You could Batman vs Superman, yeah. Yeah, do you like how um, Ben Affleck was like? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, um, you know, Zach came up to me yeah. and he's like, oh, no, I just have this vision. Someone's like completely burnt out, you know. Yeah. And this one, and, and Ben's like, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh great, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. That was your first thought. Yeah. Glad that I fit that <laughs> mold here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does though. He, he does. does fit it. The and, and the, the <sighs> desert, the desert thing. Yeah, that was intense. Crazy. Okay, I'm gonna just be like totally freaking brutal with you because that's what friends gotta be. Right. So, do you predict? You know, and the Flash is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And it is. Yeah, and Arrow, I love Arrow and, as well. And, and, Some yeah. people don't, but mm-hmm. I love it. Your Arrow. Do you believe that with Marvel kind of not being present at, at Comic Con and basically allowing, not allowing, or whatever, like DC had the full mm-hmm. book for, for this Comic Con, totally. and Marvel have our Disney thing now, so D23. they'll probably be D twenty three. Do you think that? DC is following its own path of of doing what makes sense with its universe, with its characters, you know, or like on its own path, uninfluenced by Marvel. Or do you re- do you believe that it's like it, like it is acting from a place of fear and anxiety from wanting to match Marvel? I, I honestly believe that it's very DC's because I don't want I don't want to believe the latter. I I, well, I honestly believe that it is very reactive yeah. what they're doing, okay. reactive to Marvel's and success. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And that's it sucks, but honestly, that could still Justice end League. with some very creatively important. Is it is the, f- the film officially called Justice League Dark now? I don't know, to be honest. So Guillermo del Toro was talking about how he wants to do the Justice League Dark movie, but yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was going to be Justice League, part one, part two. Do you know what? I don't know if you've heard of this, but back in 2007-2008, yeah. there was a Justice League movie that was being planned, yeah. got very close to greenlighting. Do you know who the director was? Who? George Miller. What? Yeah. Mad Max? Yeah. It was going to be done in Australia. It was going to be filmed in Australia. A few Australian actors. That would be It amazing. would be. It would have been the coolest fucking thing in the world. Okay. Little bracket, go and see the mashup of Mad Max and Star Wars. Also, Did you see that? No, I didn't. It's called Road Wars. Just oh, nice. <laughs> but just as a as another little add on to that, yeah. um, there is a documentary coming out about the the unmade George Miller Justice League movie. Shut up. I have a role in it. I was what? interviewed. I was interviewed what? at WonderCon at uh, Supernova. Because I was in my bat suit, I was walking along, and these people were clearly making a documentary. They they saw my bat suit and they freaked out and they ran over to me and they were like, "Hey, do you want to be in a documentary?" And I was so like, "Gonna be looking uh, out yeah. this guy here. <laughs> Who knows?" Yeah. So, um, and, and what annoys me, right, is I when they ask me because I'm not good, I'm not I'm normally not good in the camera you're in pretty, front of camera. Yeah, I'm okay here because you're my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah This yeah. is this is a nice yeah, informal yeah. setting, but yeah. there. I was very uncomfortable in the bat suit. Firstly, it's not a yeah. very nice thing to wear all day, mm. uh, and also I just freaked out because they just—I I was put on the spot, you know. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, when they fine. when they asked I'm sure me about it's it, much better than what you'd say. Well, the thing is, go, go, when, go. Just, when they asked me about it, I was nervous, I was uncomfortable, and all that, and I blanked on who George Miller is. 
And, I, and so my my responses are really vague because I was like racking my oh. brain. I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, god damn. I know that name, but Did nothing's you, were, were you like, oh, crap, Frank Miller? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Frank Miller. No, yeah, but and so I was freaking out, and so my my response is not nowhere near as passionate as it, as it would have no, otherwise been. That's fine. And now that I've had some time to stew on it, I've got a lot of very strong opinions on the matter. But well, that's why we have this channel. Yeah, so. exactly. So now I can set the record straight. If anyone sees that documentary, yeah. I'm actually much more opinionated about that. And articulate across. And articulate. I'm sure it's not even as bad as you're saying. No, hopefully not. But, um, but yes, yeah, so that would have been very cool. And obviously, with George Miller's style, you know, it would have been all practical effects. Yeah. You know, it would have been. Amazing, and he's just oh man, it would have been so damn good. Yeah. Oh, and but you know, the, the how professional is the documentary going to be? I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, they, they were a good team. Yeah. Um. They they really yeah they That's they were cool. good. They they were obviously very technically savvy, and and they had a you know a whole setup with the camera, and they knew their own limitations, and they were setting up the shot with That's great. proper angling and, and you know, all that stuff, and, and they asked really good questions, and yeah, I, I think it'll be good. It'll be the good. Comic-Con guys, the IGN coverage of Comic-Con was interesting. Uh, they were saying that, you know, they wouldn't be surprised if, I think they were talking about Fear the Walking Dead, mm -hmm. which is a new series, the prequel series to The Walking Dead, hmm. and they were like, they wouldn't be surprised if... You know, with the theme of using the con as something, like the, they were using that as a first scene in a documentary, hmm. using that as a place where an outbreak could happen, you know, because that how would you know what it's a real zombie? Yeah. Because everyone's dressed up as zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Great true. point. Another one, which relates to, you know, harnessing cons as parts of like the thing. Have you heard of Con Man with Nathan Fern? I've heard of it. Yeah. I so, really want to watch it. Just, I'm just gonna. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard fantastic things. I Definitely love the idea. Check that out. I just love that. Yeah. Like it's very clearly a thinly oh, yeah. veiled just commentary. Go yeah. at the Firefly cancellation yeah. and, and their lives after that. I just I love that. I think it's gonna be really good. That's it's gonna, gonna be, be really so really good. good. Cool. Um, um, but I I've got a burning need to discuss <laughs> Warcraft. <laughs> myself with Warcraft content and it has my my in my in into the Warcraft thing uh, has been Duncan Jones the director who is the son of David Bowie you know and who is a huge Warcraft fan a massive massive fan. and you can draw you can draw a through line because with famous people who are obviously under a lot of scrutiny what is the son of David Bowie going to do he's going to retreat into himself and he's going to and he is a Perfectly, beautifully, well-rounded guy. He's got a yeah. wife, and he was lovely, like, on Twitter. I think she was going through some therapy, I think, for cancer, possibly. Oh. And he was, like, tweeting. He's a very earnest and, and quite gregarious, but also still very, very articulate and, and just warm and lovely guy, and very passionate guy. Mm. And that's um, amazing, considering how eccentric and out there his father, his father is. Was. <laughs> and how crazy yeah. his and he's is. He's, uh, yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, and he's mellowed out so much and completely mm. become his own person. And I enjoy and his work phenomenally. Yeah, and he's making this film from a place of sincerity and from a place oh, of yeah. just uh, they've given a, a lot of trust in him too, yeah. and uh, he deserves it. Yeah, obviously. So I mean, that's one my me exactly from him because of uh, of his background with the project and, and and what he's bringing to it. So number one is is him. Number two is uh, I had played you know you know Warcraft back in way way back in the day. So the third one, um, you 
a reign of chaos, and I just would go over to a friend's house, and I, you know, it was one of the first, like, I draw, I make portraits and stuff, and it was one of the first portraits I did was of the, like, Gromash, Hellscream, I mm. think is the guy on the front cover, you know, it's just that iconic Walker 3, you know, front cover, and so that's, there's a personal connection, and that's like 2004, like, yonks ago, you know, yeah, wow. you know, that was roughly, roughly when, um, World of Warcraft started, you know? Damn! Damn! Um, but, so, there's Duncan, there's that, but I have been following the lore, and actually really just, because the thing is, around Warcraft, unfortunately, there is this many feet thick cloud of nerd stigma, and geeky, time-wasting, uh, uber-nerd, neckbeard stigma around yeah, yeah, totally. this beautiful series. You know, I actually, like, I, I cut through all that on the merits of the film, on the merits of the fact that this on no level feels like a, a video game movie at all. It feels like this work has been properly, like, distilled in, in a literary sense and then just adapted. Mm. And I kid you not, and this isn't me getting hype or hypey, I found the narrative of the Warcraft lore and the history and everything to be easier to follow, more goosebumps inducing, and, and with beautiful like this like more involving and emotionally engaging arcs than what i've read of tolkien which yeah. i know because tolkien as much as i love it so much there is this very professorly very dusty kind of aspect of it he's know? a historian he's a historian he's a, yeah he did it well he did it so well he you know was but, overly detailed but yeah. warcraft as a living lore yeah. is fascinating to me yeah. i'm i am you know roughly in the smack bang in the middle of, of reading it i know that if i keep reading i'm going to come up to the latest expansion you know I've, I've been reading this thing this is a 10 10 no 20 plus year old you know 1994 is when the first game came out and the guy who writes the stuff chris chris metzer his name mm. is is one of the and that's why i did the voice to sort of kick off this segment he is a oh he's like a, he's like a bro he's like this complete bro of a guy and yet he's a voice actor, he's an illustrator, and he's just, and he's, and he, he said that, quote unquote, he fell into Duncan Jones's dreamy eyes. Yeah. And, and he was so grateful that he's like, wow, we actually are, you know, and he's humble about it, but we are going to be the, those guys that are, are not going to be afraid of, because it is the fear of being construed as a video game movie, yeah. which is, it's, if Star Wars teaches you anything, what you fear, you become. You know, let let go of everything you fear to lose. You know, and they let go of what they feared they would lose, which is credibility mm. as an endeavor which is having many millions of dollars mm. put into it. Legendary, they've got eleven more months on that film of post production, and of waiting for that release. So much. That is so much, so much investment, so yeah. much faith. You know, definitely check out the virtual reality trailer, which I'm going to show you. You can't even believe it. It's you're on the back of a griffin. It's amazing. It's called the skies of Azeroth. Everything from the nomenclature, from the color of the world, from just the style, from the and it is hyper real. It is crazy. There's like huge chunky arms and like it's 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 all over the place, all over the top. But and that is why I'm intrigued is because I'm looking at this thing from a law point of view. Which again, Warcraft, you know, in many I'm sure like the numbers speak for themselves. There is. Probably a huge, vast swath of Warcraft people who just do not care about the law. They just do it for the social aspect, yeah. for the gameplay aspect, for the escaping life aspect. Yeah. 
but it is a it is a credit to those guys at, at Blizzard that they have made this thing. Which I was at work today listening to it, and just like I would just get goosebumps. Read like I and I, you know, I can't. There's no reception where where I work, and I put the the, the narration. You know, I asked my phone to narrate the pages. I just, even in this like crazy like AI monotone voice, like telling me, you know, what happens to, uh, you know, Stormrage, the, the Stormrage brothers, and, and the, the the bittersweetness of their relationship, and you know, you don't know any of this, but I'll tell you later. But and and Orgrim's arc, you know, who's who's played by Robert Kaczynski, who is. You saw the panel, yeah. like he's he's a hella fan. He said that he like lost a relationship because of Warcraft. So, I, you know, who's laughing now? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. And I and if you have seen the full 1080p like high definition, like high resolution photo of Orgrim, uh, and you can just see like those guys. There is a reason why this. This they're not. Everything is narratively justified. Like, why are their, are their hands so big? Why are their biceps so big? Mm. You could easily have just been like, oh, yeah, because it's fantasy. It's like, no. Those guys come from Draenor. Draenor is like a freaking blasted hellscape of a planet, mm. which over years and years, yes, you would adapt to basically become like a human-like tank. You know how like we have armor, like in, War in War Warhammer, there's like space marines with armor to protect themselves. Like, these guys have been, they evolved on that planet. That's yeah. why they have biceps the size of buses <laughs> busceps you know <laughs> all right and uh, and i am just it's it's just great and, I, and you know again once I, once again i'll say i'm waiting for the force awakens uh and i am admitting to myself that my a lot of some of my curiosity in warcraft is coming from the fact that you know like i have time to wait for that but in this warcraft. process and this has happened a few times you know while i've been waiting for something uh else I've actually genuinely like yeah. found something brand new, which, like, I genuinely care about. You know, I like. Why else would I be like? I've pl I've listened to that um, 2014 BlizzCon presentation with Chris Hardwick and, and everything. You know, presenting the Warcraft movie uh, like three times, and he's the guy who did the Force Awakens panel, and he's just as excited about the Force, like the Warcraft. Even though he was losing his shit at the Force Awakens, <laughs> he was like, especially when Harrison Ford came out. Do you see how he, how he, like, he just, he couldn't even articulate that because he had to segue it in some way. And if you listen to the soundbite, he's literally like, JJ, how's Harrison? And then JJ's like, well, why don't you ask him yourself? And that's all he was waiting for. But, um, so I'll tell you a whole bunch about it maybe later so we don't just, like, go too much into it because this is, it's a, it's an update, you know, it's not a like, yeah. specific Warcraft video, although we can totally do one. <laughs> I I know the whole thing. There's a there's a there's a Sauron slash Jesus slash Satan figure in in the whole thing named Sargeras, you know, and he's got like crazy shit going on, you know, just personally psychologically. He's one of the fallen titans. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And um, it's great. What a workshop are gonna are working on it. It's they've they've rendered the stuff. You know how. You know, Warcraft gets accused of being very cartoony. Yeah. You know, they've gone there. They they're unapologetic. Like they're huge armor. But there's again, there's a reason why. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because it's their right. enemies are huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, super looking forward to that. Mm. So Warcraft. Yeah. Violently on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is and to to that to that point, what is just like burst the door open and be like, I'm here in your life with. Anything violently that sort of just came out at you. Well, I mean, Batman vs Superman. 
Yeah, you told me about. Yeah, yeah. You said you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first time that you see both of them on the same screen at the same time. Yeah. Ever. In live action, ever. In live action. Yeah. So it's never been done in the comics, and it's been done. No, it's never been done, Brendan. <laughs> I checked. It's been done in the animated movies. By the way, we we're always arguing about. Well, not arguing. We're so playing. We kind of never argue, but um, we were always talking about the rivalry between Marvel and DC, and yeah. how Marvel came first, and then DC struggling to. Oh, but there's these movies and these characters. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The yeah. fact is, the animated movies is DC's strong point. And villains. Those, well, yeah, villains. No, but I'm talking about just in oh, yeah, the yeah, media, yeah, 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 yeah. media output. So the DC animated universe is phenomenal. It is flawless. It's so good. So I, damn I was, good. I was a, a full on Batman kid when I was a kid. You know, I had my Man Bat toy. I had yeah, my yeah. Man, the animated series. My, yep, I had my what, 1980s. No, no, no. Actually, animated series Batmobile. And that was the, so good. So simple, so yeah. sleek. Yeah. Oh, and his so, suit as well. Just his design. So sleek. And oh. there is that skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Arkham Knight. Yeah, it's horrible. Playing in I love under it. ten minutes because I'm getting my Froyo hankering. Okay. Froyo yeah, yeah. Frozen we'll, yogurt. We can wrap up. That's cool. We can, we we can, can wrap film up. after. We can also film after. Yeah. Yeah. But um, We've got a lot to say. <laughs> we have a lot to say. But yeah, for me, Batman vs Superman is definitely. Like way way high. Right, I'm my hands off the screen. Yeah, right that's now. good. That's, that's how high it is. We must do this. Um, just a huge priority for me. Good. I lost my shit. This newest trailer. We're gonna watch phenomenal. that Phenomenal. We have to watch that. It's gonna be good. Beautiful. There's a moment at the end. I actually because I watched it at work, right? Yeah. Because I didn't know. I, I showed up at work and I was off the radar. I I had distanced myself from SDCC yeah. from yeah. from all the panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just to avoid Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I was out of the loop. I, go, I come to work, this guy I know goes, dude, have you seen the Batman vs. Superman trailer? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, oh, you mean the one that was released a day ago? And I was like, what now? So I look it up, and I sit down in the break room at work, and I'm watching this trailer, and I'm just, like, speechless the whole time. And then right at the end, there's this moment, and I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. I can't say, unfortunately, on the video, I can't say yeah, what the moment yeah, is because yeah. it needs to have an impact. Yeah. Um, and it just happens, and I was just, and I just like screamed and clapped my hands. I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" It was That's so fantastic. good. That's so and good. There were so many points in that trailer where I was just like, "Yes! Oh my god, they did that! Yes!" And like, really, you know, oh, they, I love it. That's good. It's good to oh, hear that amazing. from you. Yeah. Because I saw that panel, and keep in mind, I had seen the Force Awakens panel first. Yeah. And so then I saw that panel, and I was like, "Okay, so Zack Snyder." I don't know. If, does he feel? Has he been chastised by people? By, by, does he feel chastised to you because of people's reactions he, to he Man of Steel? Got a lot of flack for Man of Steel, and yeah. I feel like he was affected. By he, I saw him a little but, bit like that. But, but this is the thing, right? Batman vs Superman organically, the story, I mean, organically flows from Man of Steel. It deals with the. It directly deals with the consequences of Man of Steel, which is going to be good. It's going to make Batman B B V S is going to make. Man is still watchable for me. That's what I. That's yeah. what I was leaning to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Batman vs Superman is retroactively going to improve Man of Steel as a movie. That's going to be. It's really going good. to make that movie ten times better that's just be great. for existing. So Fantastic. yeah, but just because of how the story flows on, it's going to be so amazing. I mean, obviously, I don't know exactly what the story is, but just from the trailer, just from the glimpses of of how the story is going to progress that we've seen based on the trailer, is perfect. Fantastic. It's going to be so damn good. I think we might leave off with that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so I've been Tweety Gamer. This has been Brendan from SoKeenForIt.com. Go yep. over to his site for DC slash Star Wars leaning articles. Mm-hmm. 
and I just posted um, uh, post yeah about um, with some photos of my bat suit at Supernova. This guy's so, bat suit hashtag this guy's bat suit. It was custom made and it's beautiful. Dude. I didn't make it, otherwise I wouldn't be that um, yeah. arrogant about it. <laughs> but it was it was beautiful. Yeah, and George Miller, so definitely and, watch yeah. out for this guy. So yeah, until very soon, we will not have as large a break as we've had between you know the ones that we've done. Yeah. This has been this is too much fun, and now yeah. trust me, so we're gonna have to. Yeah, we it's need chugging. to keep making movies. Yeah, yeah. For, for, you know, now this is the like the speed is like the, we're on the, the home stretch, the, man. Oh, man Five months to. for Force Awakens. Oh my lord, 150 days as of today. And then and then I think it's eight months until Batman vs Superman. Insane. Deadpool. Oh my god! In February. We're gonna have to probably do another video. Oh, dude. We might do a part oh, two. Oh. Have you seen the Deadpool trailer? That's come out as well. Leaked. It has leaked. Uh, the ladies, full trailer. Ladies, the, ladies the, and gentlemen, I need to go and see the Deadpool trailer, the Batman vs <laughs> Superman trailer, and have some froyo. I've yes. been Tweety Gamer Albert. This is Brendan from So Keen for It. Stay cool and thanks for um, being on the channel and yeah, share and subscribe. Bye guys.